I loved psychic powers. I even went to psychic training circles. I started learning about how to use tarot cards and even calling the dead back up to life. But then, all these things turned on me and it was nearly too late. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evander Stanley. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about the power that psychics possess and where that power comes from. Sometimes when you're driving around, you might notice a sign that says psychic and you might wonder, why do people pay money to go see these people? Or maybe you have had experience with a psychic and you felt like it was a powerful time that was good for your life. Are psychic powers real? Is there a dark spiritual force behind that power? Today, we will have Harrison Jones, who was raised in kind of an agnostic spiritual family, but then turned to psychics and learned their ways after his parents divorced. He became a full-fledged believer in calling up the dead to talk to them, tarot cards, psychic fortune-telling, the whole thing. However, there was a realization that he had, and today, he is a Christian who has turned from all witchcraft and is now helping people to turn from it everywhere. Harrison, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anne. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Harrison. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Harrison, how old are you, my friend? Yeah, sure. I'm 23 years old now. Wow. So you're 23 and you got into this stuff. I understand you are known to have psychic powers and you not only believed in these powers, but you practiced this stuff. So let me ask you a question. Was it real at all? Is this just a bunch of hocus pocus, like old wives tales sort of stuff? Tell me about it. Oh, no, of course. And this stuff is very, very real. And I practiced this stuff for years. I experienced it firsthand. And a lot of people, you know, people especially that don't have experience of this, they instantly throw it off. They shrug it off and they say, mm-hmm. oh, that's just, you know, old wives tale, like you said. But actually, you know, these are very real experiences that people have. And there's very real powers at work here. But you would say that it's not a good thing, though. Oh, no, of course not. Wow, that's interesting. Let me ask you a question. How did you get into this stuff? Tell us how you grew up and what happened. Yeah, sure. And my father was sort of agnostic atheist. And then my mom was spiritual. So it was my mom that actually had some involvement with these psychics and sort of introduced me to it. Oh, okay. So basically, you grew up in a just like a spiritually open family, and then your dad was agnostic. Was there any Christian influence at all? No, to be honest. And I mean, at school, I suppose it was traditional, you know, sometimes Christian services here and there, but no real gospel presentation and power at work, you know? Right. And you grew up in the UK, the United Kingdom, correct? That's right. And I grew up in England, so I'm from the south coast of England in the United Kingdom. Wow. So here you are, you're growing up in a very, maybe a post-Christian society. But I understand that there's a life-changing event that happened when you're eight years old. And there's a divorce that happened, and you kind of felt abandoned by your father. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, and so it was actually quite a difficult time in my life. So from about eight years old, my mother and father, they split very sadly. And so mm. it's had a big impact on me. And as my father, he went overseas to focus on business and the business that he was building. Mm. And so it left me and my mum to sort of really grow up together. I kind of grew up not much of a, you know, that kind of male father figure as much as I'd have liked. Right. And so it caused me, you know, to grow up very, you know, shy, very timid. Mm. I felt like quite weak, really, in my character. Wow. And it's had a big impact on me, you know, growing up. So you're just trying to figure things out. And did you feel kind of inferior compared to other kids, maybe other kids with dads or just kids in general? I certainly longed to have that family experience. And to some extent, yes, I felt inferior. I had low self-esteem. Mm. I had, you know, issues a lot at school as well. Tell us a little more about what happened after the divorce. How did you relate with your friends during this time? You said you were shy, but like, were you being bullied? Or of course, you're not being the bully, but were you being bullied and stuff like that in school? Yeah, I was very strongly bullied. Actually, a lot of my school life, I'd say for, you know, really, really years, actually. So I experienced, you know, firsthand, you know, people mainly sort of mental and uh, verbal, you know, harassment and bullying that went on for a long time. People really give me a very hard time. I was often targeted out of people in the year. I didn't stand up for myself. And so I was an easy target, you know. I see. So basically, when people would push stuff at you, you just didn't retaliate. And so they just kept going worse and worse and worse. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, that's right. I experienced it firsthand, you know, for a long time. And, and, you know, it did a lot of damage to me, to my self-esteem even more, you know. And so I definitely relate if people are listening and they've been through that themselves at school, I can definitely relate to them. Well, how were you first introduced to psychic power? Like your first experience? Yeah, sure. So basically the real first experience I had, I used to have these dreams growing up from about sort of 13, 14, Mm. and they would come true in incredible accuracy. Mm. So I always knew there had to be more to life, Anne, because I would experience these dreams. Sometimes they would be of national events in the news. Sometimes they would be of things that would happen in my day the next day, things that I could never know in advance, you know? Interesting. And so I'd experience these events happening in my dreams. I'd see them and they'd happen exactly as I'd seen them the next day in my dreams. Wow. So you're like, okay, there's something that existed in you. I knew there had to be more. And then what was your first experience? Did you go to a psychic sometime, like on your own, or how did that work? Yeah, so through family, I was introduced to a psychic. I heard, actually, my mom had told me about psychics that this particular one she had been to had told her her part, obviously, without knowing anything about my mother's life. She told her, you know, great detail about her life, Mm. told her about things that were going on in her life currently, stuff that could never be known, Anne. And so even prophesied in a way, uh, predicted, I should say, really, the future for her life. And so this greatly intrigued me because I'd had, you know, experiences with knowing the future. And so Mm. this really intrigued me to want to know more. I I then went to this same woman and this was my first real experience with a psychic where she told me things about my life that could never have been known. My mom hadn't told her much about my life at all, like hardly anything. So um, I wanted to kind of test this psychic to see, you know, if this is really real or not, you know. Right. And I was shocked Anne, at how real this was that she told me things in my life that, you know, could never have been known, things that I'd struggled with in my past, things that were going on in my present, and then told me things that would happen in the future. Wow. So how did you feel when she was having the experience? You must have loved it. 
Yeah, I mean, it really actually, through all the kind of deep wounds and things that had happened in my life, there was a sense of actually healing, even though we know that this is not a good thing. Actually, there was like a comfort and it really just made me feel good about things and gave me hope, you know, Anne, for my life. Wow. So here you are, young man, feeling not much power in your life. And suddenly there seems to be this solution is what she was providing for you. So what was really the lure? Because I understand you started going to classes to practice the psychic ways to actually get yourself involved in that. How did that happen? Yeah, as I say, and for this experience, I was hooked really because I knew that there was real power behind this. And I thought, if this is real spiritual power, Mm. I want it for my own life because my life had been difficult. I hadn't always been great, you know, with people. And so if there was a way I could gain some kind of one up, something to help me. And I wanted something, some spiritual power in my life to help me, you know? And so I began to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I spoke to this woman that I went to and I told her about my dreams. And and she said to me, you know, that I had a gift in for this. And so she offered for me to join her class out in the forest in a cabin every Wednesday night. And really, we would go out in the forest. Yeah, we would go out every Wednesday night. And it was a spiritualism circle. It was for mediums and psychics. We would be practicing communication with spirits of the dead, as they called it. Oh, my God. We had crystals out and we had tarot cards. We were giving psychic, you know, words to each other. We were sort of laying hands on each other, you know, trying to channel healing energy. Whoa. You name it. And if it's involved in the new age, the psychics, we probably practiced it. Wow. Well, Harrison, let's stop here because I understand this experience that you had. Actually, what you share with us, it gives us a lot of insight of how psychics work. And I want to have you back on our next show in order to hear how deep you got into this stuff. But then I understand that something bad happened. Like there was a realization that happened later on. So thanks so much for being with us today, Harrison. I can't wait to hear more. Thank you so much, Anne. It was great to be on here. Hey guys, don't go anywhere. I have something to share with you about this right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Now, some of you might be wondering, how could someone get into witchcraft? I mean, isn't that for some just native tribes out there? Some folklore, superstition? How is it that a young man, you know, can come to giving himself fully over to psychics and their teachings? Come on. Well, (laughs) it's actually much more popular than you think. It started in his family and his own mother introduced him to a psychic who gave him a way to think about his dreams, gave him somewhat of a purpose and access to more power. She was teaching him divination and witchcraft. Anytime a person is introduced to more power or to the idea of getting more power, it can be quite tempting and mind-consuming. 
But how is this bad? I mean, it looks harmless, right? Just some people out in the woods using cards, leaves, palm readings in order to see the future. It's kind of like just a cheat, you know? It's not like they're using their time doing like drugs, committing murders. Yeah, that's true. But is it truly good? Why does ancient scriptures warn us about people who do such practices and warns heavily against turning to mediums or psychics? It's written in Leviticus 26 through 7. And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. You know, looking at this, I think I know why God himself warns us about turning to mediums and familiar spirits. It's because those dead family members that these psychics are bringing up, they're actually not dead family members, but rather they are deceiving spirits and even demons. Scripture says that a person who goes to these mediums and familiar spirits is prostituting themselves with those spirits. That is a very intimate idea there. So this is something that we must be careful of. Father God, I'm praying that you give us revelation. And if there's anybody who's listening, who's engaged in witchcraft or anything at all, Father, we pray that you would begin to cleanse that person's soul, begin to show us, give us revelation, Lord, on why visiting mediums and psychics is actually not a good thing at all. Father God, we ask for this revelation in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.